Raising a Sane and Successful Teen, Chapter 2, The Only Two Rules You'll Ever Need. Let's start with two simple rules. To initiate the rules, you need to begin from a positive point of view. Peaceful place, quiet weekend morning or afternoon will do. Begin with a note of truth followed by a note of optimism. Something like, I'd like to make sure we are always in good communication with each other. You get what you need and I get what I need. So I'm going to suggest two rules that I think will work for both of us. Then you launch in. Rule number one, you must have good manners. This means you must be kind to me and kind to others in the world. Don't become a doormat, but do take care, whether it's the dinner table or driving a car, that you treat people with respect. Rule number two, as much as it is within your power, you must seek to survive me. Don't do anything stupid or so dangerous that it might get you killed. Your job is to live long after I do. These rules are so simple, they are almost laughable. You would think at first that they couldn't have much effect. Yet oddly enough, I have found over many years of practice that these rules cover a tremendous amount of ground. And here's why. Rule number one, be gentle, be kind, be considerate. Though we often forget them, manners are the great civilizing power of our species. Manners are what keep us from punching people when we are angry. Manners steady us when the line at the supermarket seems so tedious. Manners help us slow down, look before we act, and think before we speak. In those moments where manners lay their claim, compassion often steps in, giving us a chance to not only act more reasonably, but to see more clearly beyond ourselves. This seeing beyond ourselves is one of the most important skills you can help your teen attain. Every time we say please or thank you to someone, hold a door for them, carry their grocery bag, chew with our mouths closed, or tell them that we love them, we are increasing our manners quotient and also improving our lives and the life of the world around us. Regardless of their personality or their developmental level, this rule helps your teen create their own guidelines for behaving well in the world. And that's so much of what great parenting is all about, that a young person eventually becomes self-motivated and does not need us to remind them of what needs to be done. They can approach a situation on their own and give it what they need. They know it needs rightfully. Kids want to be decent human beings. They like to be treated well, and they can be persuaded more times than not to treat other, others well too. Even if they don't always follow the rule, or even if they give the impression of not listening, the rule has an inner engine that will, over time, do its work. Be patient. Don't fight over it. Be firm. Step back. Let some time pass. As months and years go by, you may see that the value of this edict takes hold. It can be very powerful. Rule one gives your teen the guidelines he or she needs to rectify many foibles. Forgetting to take out the garbage leaving wet laundry in the washing machine, borrowing clothes without asking, neglecting to call when they will be late for dinner. When you point out any of these misfortunes, say how you want the situation corrected and leave the conversation without threats or anger. You will be amazed at how often situations rectify themselves. Rule number two. Rule two, as we have noted, says, as much as it is within your power, you must seek to survive me. Because the rule states, as much as it is within your power, it offers your teen the chance to reason with their own faculties. 
Gradually, as your teen grows up, the rule puts them in the driver's seat of their lives. When they are new to the rule, they start by avoiding trying to hurt themselves because you have stipulated as being for your sake. But ultimately, they will see the wisdom of these words and start to make more judicious choices in general. Rule 2 covers a multitude of areas. It can be evoked to warn a teen of a crazy diet or convince them to quit smoking. It can also help them to see that self-destructive behaviors may hurt others as well as themselves. This will give them an out when there is a crazy bungee jumping off of bridge escapade being planned. A breezy, my mother made me promise not to die before she does, can show a sense of humor in telling a friend no. This is the kind of no that just might save your kid's life and other kids' lives as well. We don't want to raise kids who cannot take risks or who are afraid of healthy adventure. We also want to, don't want to raise kids who, can't, who think we don't care. If they think we don't care, they will do things that we, they are not really ready for or which will put them in high chances of mortal danger. When your child says, as each of mine has, I'm going out to this party tonight and I've got a ride home, and you say, who's driving? And they say, Jake. And you say, isn't Jake the kid who was kicked out of school for coming drunk to math class? And your teenager says, yeah, then you've clearly got a rule to situation. You don't want your child in a car with a person who has a drinking problem. So you invoke rule two. And it probably will go like this. <clears throat> I'm invoking rule two here. Jake is a danger in my book. Find someone else to drive you. Jeez, who? I don't know who. Someone else. Then let me know. But I only told Jake I'd ride with him. Find someone else. Firmly expressing your concern and offering an alternative solution will most often get you what you want. If not, bring out the big guns. I could always turn up at the party, you know. Rule two is like champagne. It's meant to be served up only on special occasions. Using rule two to keep your child from joining a sports team or from going shopping with kids you think are dull is not what it was made for. Using it to keep them from sleeping overnight at the home of a friend of a friend of a friend may be useful. You may be in negotiating mode here, and that's okay. You're not being a coward. You're reasoning yourself and your teen to a successful outcome. You're heading up a family, not a military unit. Rule one and rule two are so simple and so fair, and in a way so funny to hear, that teenagers can get them and use them right away. Try them and see. What have you got to lose? They cost nothing, and they work.